Hey, hey, mama, welcome back to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. So today we're going to be talking about what is lifestyle medicine and what's it got to do with your weight loss and low energy and mental fog and anxiety. Well, let me just tell you, as a mother of three, I personally want to function optimally. I want to be the best wife, mother, friend, sister, aunt, and cousin that I can be. And in order to do this, there are some fundamental habits and practices that I've been making a priority in my life. And I did not know until recently, like recently as in like the last six months, that there is actually a subspecialty in medicine that incorporates these practices that I've personally been using and seen make a difference in my life. And so this branch of medicine is called lifestyle medicine. So for me, these are pillars of health. Um, there's actually six pillars that should be addressed um, with any client that I have, any, any patient, um, anybody that I talk to. And I want you to address those today also as we go through the podcast today. Six pillars to address um, that will help us to function more optimally. Now, some people are not open to changing their lifestyle, and that is totally fine. But for those who are, there are these six pillars to discuss, and the fundamental, I'm sorry, six pillars that we discussed, and how they address the fundamental needs of our bodies and our minds. So, keep folding clothes, keep driving to the pickup line, or drop off, or whatever it is you're doing, or running, I don't even know. Keep doing what you're doing. Just listen, see if you can't catch a little nugget or two. Welcome to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. If you're ready to finally commit to lifelong health, feeling better, and improving your mental and physical health for good, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Jennifer Kogel, a nurse practitioner, certified functional medicine practitioner, boy mom to three, and wife. I have a calling on my life to transform the way that you view and experience healthcare because I believe that traditional medicine is leading people astray. We don't need to give a pill for the ill. We need to empower people to have a true lifestyle transformation, both internally and externally, and most importantly, commit and be disciplined to the process. It's time for you to go against the grain to get to optimal health that is going to have you feeling incredible. I can't wait to create a true lifestyle change with you. Let's mandate vegetables and tackle this project together. Okay, so let's just start with the technical uh, definition for what is lifestyle medicine, okay? Lifestyle medicine is the use of evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic approaches, including whole food, plant-based eating patterns. Don't get scared. I'm not telling you to quit eating meat. Uh, Number two, regular physical activity. Number three, restorative sleep. Not just sleep, but restorative sleep. Uh, Stress management. Y'all, I ain't say yoga and meditation for hours on end. Just stress management. Um, avoiding risky substances, aka alcohol, marijuana, pills, etc., and having positive social 
connections. Now, that is a very wide <laughs> range, um, but those are the six pillars, okay? Now, it focuses, lifestyle medicine focuses on conditions that consume or take up 80% of healthcare visits, um, health, of hospitalizations, and costs. So 80% of the healthcare visits that we have, 80% of hospitalizations, and 80% of the costs, okay, of healthcare costs. Um, there are 15 chronic conditions that include high cholesterol, kidney disease, diabetes, coronary artery disease, high blood pressure, back pain, obesity, cancer, asthma, arthritis, allergies, sinusitis, depression, congestive heart failure, and lung disease. Okay? If you have one of those, then likely your chronic condition is being driven by one of these eight things, either poor diet, physical inactivity, smoking, lack of health screening, so you don't go to the doctor, poor stress management, so you're not managing your stress appropriately and it's wreaking havoc on your body, not enough sleep, um, excessive alcohol or other illicit substances, and poor standard of care, which is just as healthcare providers, we are not doing what we should when you are in the in the room with us. Okay, so eighty percent of healthcare visits, hospitalizations, and costs are taken up by those fifteen chronic conditions that are caused by those eight um, those eight categories. All right, y'all. I know this is technical. Just hang with me. Just hang with me. Okay, now. 90% of healthcare costs are due to preventable disease and mental health conditions. So those 15 chronic conditions that I mentioned, I'm not going to mention them again, um, but if you caught one that you have or you know that somebody has, 90% of those are preventable. Okay, now granted, yes, some people have high blood pressure and that is a, a lot of times that is hereditary okay just for instance my father was training for a marathon in his late 20s and that's when he found out he had high blood pressure and he was in like the best shape of his life so it's hereditary his his father had it his grandfather had you know etc whatever there are exceptions to the rule but generally speaking 90 percent of healthcare costs are due to those <clears throat> preventable diseases uh, and mental health conditions. Now, let's get real specific, okay? Again, some people might love this, some people might hate it, but just stick with me, okay? Because we're getting to the six interventions. I just want to give you a little bit of background on why lifestyle medicine um, is important, why addressing lifestyle change is important, okay? So six out of 10 Americans, so you think about 10 people that you know, six out of 10 of them has one chronic disease, one chronic disease. 40% of Americans will be diagnosed with a type of cancer. 72% of Americans are overweight or obese. Just let that 
let that sink in. And one in three Americans have pre-diabetes. Okay, so think about three people. One of those people has pre-diabetes, which is their blood sugars are elevated, but their hemoglobin A1C, which is the measure for diabetes, has not gone up yet. Or it's in that 5.7 to 6.2 range or something like that. Um, so one in three Americans have prediabetes, but then 90% of those people that have it don't know it. They don't know it. Now, whether or not that's because, you know, they don't go to the doctor or their doctor hasn't given them the heads up that their fasting blood sugars have been running high for a couple of years. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. But one in three Americans have prediabetes. And once you have prediabetes, y'all, it is very difficult to, I'm not going to say it's difficult to reverse it, but if you don't get on it as soon as you see it, then it can progress to diabetes. Now, little fact about type 2 diabetes, it is more and more prevalent. Why is that? Well, because we're not addressing these six pillars of health that we're going to discuss. Um, and even though we have more medications for diabetes, okay, y'all, I, I have a drug rep coming into the office every week pushing a diabetes medication, which is fantastic for those who don't want to make lifestyle changes. But even though we have more medications, our patients have less control over their diabetes. More medications, less control. Okay, that, and, and then on top of that, even though we have more medications, even if we put these patients on it, it's not guaranteed that they're going to be on the medications because they literally have to sell a kidney just to afford their medications. And this may be you, and I am sorry for that. I am sorry that you're experiencing that. Y'all, I'm about to get on a soapbox. I'm not going to do it. Let me just step down real quick. That is very upsetting to me that patients cannot access medications. Okay. All right. So, one in three Americans have prediabetes, and even though we have more medications, our diabetics' blood sugars are out of control. Okay. I say our because I take responsibility for that. It's my job to educate on lifestyle change and um, what is available for them. Okay. Now, the number one preventable risk factor for death and disability is diet. Diet. Okay. Y'all, there are five different organizations um, just off, you know, that I could find immediately that have lifestyle change as their first line of defense. Okay. And those five are the American Cardi College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association, American Academy of Clinical Endocrinologists, the American um, Dietetics Association, and the American Institute of Cancer Research. Five. Just, there, there's five. There's more, but those are like the top five that I can find. Lifestyle change. Not metformin. Okay. Like, people think metformin's the end-all be-all. It's not. Lifestyle change, which means changing your day-to-day -day habits. Okay. Now, getting to the nitty-gritty here. The six key interventions to treat lifestyle, um, like treat lifestyle-related chronic conditions. So these are conditions that can be treated with lifestyle change. Okay, um, 
These are the six pillars. Number one is nutrition. Number two, exercise. Number three, sleep. Number four, managing your stress. Five, avoiding addictive substances. And six, positive social connections or social connection as a treatment. Okay, so those are the six. So I'm going to hit the high notes on these. We're going to have more episodes, but these are the high notes, okay? As far as nutrition goes, it's a whole foods, plant-based diet. This is not vegan. This is not vegetarian. I'm not telling you to stop eating meat, okay? I'm not telling you that. I'm simply saying focusing more on bright, colorful foods that God created that come from the earth and are in their mostly natural form. That's all I'm saying. Easy as I can get it right there. Number two is exercise. For moderate intensity exercise, 150 to 300 minutes a week. Okay? For vigorous activity, 75 to 150 minutes a week. All right? Sounds like a lot, but let's break it down a little bit. Just break it down, okay? Vigorous activity, that's like 15 to 20 minutes a day. Okay? So, it's not that much. It's really not that much. Um, sleep, optimally, we would have six to eight hours of restorative sleep, like consistent, like not waking up, getting up and down, partner snoring, etc., etc. Six to eight hours of consistent sleep. And this is because sleep provides protection from oxidative stress that can cause heart disease and cancers, and it can help clear waste and breakdown products. So that's when your body kind of cleanses itself. Um, stress management. So that's number four. Chronic or inappropriate stress responses can lead to impaired health and productivity. Okay. Um, chronic or inappropriate stress responses, like if you don't deal with your stress in a healthy way, like journaling, meditation, talking to someone you trust, going to, um, you know, a counselor, psychiatry, your pastor, whatever, praying, um, this can lead to anxiety and depression and being overweight, heart disease, immune dysfunction, and poor health outcomes. If you hold it all in, it's going to express itself in some way and in a negative way. Um, number five is managing or avoiding addictive substances. These substances would be nicotine, alcohol, other drugs. Um, this also puts you at risk for those 15 chronic diseases that I talked about earlier. And number six is social connection. Um, you know, unhealthy relationships can make us feel isolated and sad and depressed and lonely. And they put us at increased risk for death and illness. And this worsens with individuals who have one of those 15 chronic diseases. So at a high level, these six pillars are what are addressed um, in a lifestyle medicine in a lifestyle medicine um, practice. So 
if that sounds like something you are interested in, y'all go ahead and click the follow button, subscribe, whatever, download this, um, download this episode because I'm going to have more episodes coming about lifestyle medicine and each individual pillar and how you can implement them into your life. Now, I already have out a um, meal planning toolkit to address the the diet part of it. And it's actually, you can go to jennifercobel.com forward slash meal planning toolkit and download that. All you have to do is enter your email address and you can get that. And um, go ahead and put that to use today and that'll help you make a healthy shopping list and get the ingredients together and be prepared for the week. So y'all go ahead and do that. Go ahead and follow, subscribe, do all of the things. And if you don't mind, if you have a second, leave me a review on Apple iTunes. And I can't wait to talk to y'all again soon. I hope you have a fantastic Monday. Bye-bye. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a written review. Can't wait to hear from you.